Hello and welcome to the Gatewatch cast. I am your host, Nona Sanzo, and joining me today is our first guest for, well, this episode, for the show, um, Adam. Hi. Hi. So, Adam, uh, for, for them at home who got no idea who you are, could you tell them uh, who you are and what you do? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm the storekeep for Alexandria Bookstore. Um, I'm, I'm basically the person handling everything in the store <laughs> yeah alright right. so how long has this store been around because uh, I've heard stories that you went way back during the days like from the grassroots days all playing at McDonald's and stuff but um, yeah how, how long has the Alexander been around okay um, well I think uh, we were around for quite a while uh, I think I only started I only started doing things uh, from the back of my car. So, uh, I think we started around 2004, 2005. Yeah. And um, we've been, I, I have been doing it from the back of my car for that long up to up to recently, which is about 2013. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. I came here when, uh, I, what was it? Um, Teros was ending and Kans was coming out mm-hmm. so um, yeah in 2013 uh, after careful consideration and support from the community in general uh, I decided that okay maybe I would like to take the jump and then uh, work out on opening up a brick and mortar store mm-hmm. so um, yes we have been here for about Six years, two thousand thirteen up to now. Yeah, it's about six years. Wow, mm. it's about so six years. Technically, that's a huge accomplishment because uh, I've been around the block for card games from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh to Vanguard and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember playing at a mall, and the mall is still standing, but the store is not. Mm-hmm. And there's also competitors like uh, other stores that they were doing F and M's like you guys did. And well, they're not around. Even mm. if they are around, they go by. They don't really focus on magic nowadays. Mm. So, uh, you you guys are going strong. Mm. Well, thank you. Uh, but the only reason why we are still going strong is because the community is still supporting us. Ah, Without true. the community itself, uh, I do not think that we would actually have a brick mortar. And without the community, uh, we probably wouldn't have survived this long. All right. right. Yeah. So. One thing I have to ask, um, you s- why why a store? Like why get into magic? Uh, well, I first started magic when I was uh, when I was like uh, I think I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that was like ages ago, <laughs> a long time. What was the set back then? Um, I started. I think it was yeah twenty twenty thirteen. Yeah, I started with uh, I think ice ice age. Ice age. Uh, hey, wait, no, not twenty. Th- uh, sorry. Let me see. How many years? How old am I? I'm, <laughs> I'm like 36. Uh, gosh. It's a long time. I, I mean, if I were to do the numbers, okay. So, um, I started that long. Uh, and then uh, I started with uh, Ice Age. Uh, basically, it was, it was just a bunch of kids. Um, friend decided to bring some magic cards. And then uh, I found that it was interesting. And then I decided to start buying my own stuff. <laughs> and yeah, 
um, I continued playing for a while. I think in the small town, bunch of kids. Oh, okay. And then um, after, I think uh, after when I reach, when I reach secondary school, no, when I reach, uh, when I reach about form three. Yeah, when I was fifteen, I kind of stopped. Uh, parents said that cards were not the way to go. How wrong they were. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, yeah, uh, mm, I I lost touch with magic for quite a while, and then I returned to magic when Lorwin released. Oh, Lorwin! Uh, yes. Lorwin would be. Let's see. I, I'm trying to look at dates here at the same time, but oh gosh. Uh, I think Lorwin should be in two thousand. It's about two thousand three, two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it looks like about it. Dark mm. uh, Steel, and then there's uh, so uh, Ravnica Guild. Could be later. Uh, it's after uh, Alara. Alara, Regen Scourge, Onslaught, Judgment. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's about here. Yeah, it's about. Oh, so much further down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little little are kind of amazing and fun because of the well, uh, basic lands are snow basic lands mm. and uh, what was it? Some of the spells were snow based. Mm. From my perspective, as a small time player, I didn't actually see anything special. <laughs> so um, and besides, uh, in terms of budget, I didn't actually spend. I mean, I wasn't able to really spend. Uh, I don't actually know. Uh, I I because there was no database back then. Mm-hmm. We do at best we only had magazines, um, so a lot of the stuff that we just buy uh, is from the the decks that that the precon decks that they made back then. And then uh, I remember back then I I actually liked playing blue. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. okay, back then I actually liked playing blue. Uh, I liked playing uh, uh, red and blue. Blue. Yes. Uh, yeah, it? because uh, back then I liked the fact that I could counter people's spells. <laughs> and uh, yes, I could burn. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, probably the most memorable card I had back then was for me. Right now it's it's a vanilla. It's it's Mahamoti Jin. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it was at, back then. It was one of the stronger cards oh, yeah. available. Uh, but ever since, uh, yeah, we've got new sets. So yeah. Mahamoti Jin has been, <laughs> yeah, dumbed down so oh. much. I- I'll say this: uh, Shivan Dragon has been reprinted to hack. Ah, yes, and, correct. But still, <laughs> the unlimited and so on, they still hold a hefty price. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, uh, Lorwin was in two thousand seven. Ah, two thousand seven. Wow, it brings back a lot of memories. Yeah. But to- wasn't that the day that you kind of started out? Uh, not really. I I just. Uh, it so happened that that when I when I got back to to Magic, I I actually actually saw a store selling it, and I said, "Oh gosh, this is like something from my childhood," I, and everything just came back, <laughs> and I actually spent a lot of money just <laughs> to just to collect on my Lorraine. And, and in actual fact, Lorraine is one of the um, in the bigger scheme of things, Lorraine wasn't really a big 
uh, big deal. Big deal. Yeah. I mean, the bigger scheme of magic things. But for me, Lorin has always had a very special place because I restarted magic in Lorin. Uh. And uh, Lorin was also the first time I actually got to see Planeswalkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the first time they came out with the Planeswalkers. And from then on, uh, I literally uh, chose that, okay, I like Ajani. Oh. Yeah, because that was the first time the five Planeswalkers uh, were revealed. They had no backstory. They were just cards that were put into yeah. the Lorien set itself. So, so basically, back in the days, uh, you have five Planeswalkers. Uh, most of them were mono. Mm-hmm. So you have Ajani for white, mm-hmm. Jace for blue, uh, Liliana for black, mm-hmm. Chandra, Chandra for, for red, red, and Garuk. Garuk. Garuk okay. for green. Garuk mm. for green, yeah. So those were the original five. Yes. But nowadays they changed to what Nisa. Nisa is green. Yes. And then the, out of the original five, uh, only three remain, which is uh, Jace, Liliana, and Chandra. Chandra. Chandra was, uh, yeah, Chandra. yeah, Chandra. And then uh, White. Well, at one time was Gideon. Yeah. Uh, yes. Now yes. we've got a lot of a lot of other white planeswalkers. Yeah, true, true. Okay. True. Um, and not only that, you have hybrid planeswalkers, planeswalkers with two colors. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Uh, things have changed so much as as progressed in, in such a way that uh, when I first saw Planeswalkers I said oh I didn't expect Planeswalkers yeah, two colours those something. were yeah. like Planeswalkers back then were like I, I remember uh, looking at Planeswalkers like what is this how do you even play this and mind you I started in uh, Teros the beginning of Teros mm. so whenever I see like what Jace uh, what was Jace Rachnika Jace something I forgot I don't know. Uh, anything that you ask me about blue, uh, I have no idea. Because I, I, I don't but I just saw a gist and they're like, mm. wow, this card is strong, but oh, yeah, it's strong. Like, yeah, Planeswalker back then, if you've got no idea what you're dealing with, was strong. Yes. Uh, there wasn't really that much in terms of removal also. So the only way for you could, to actually take it down is by creature. Open. Yeah, open. Back then, burning yes. was ridiculous. Yes, correct. Oh, r- mm. Rule change nowadays, like, mm. Mm. So, uh, you started on Lorwin and from that point on, like, so, uh, 2007, where was the store? Where were you back then? Um, in 2007, there was no store. I actually just started on my own. And then, uh, I just played by myself. Uh, yeah, played by myself. And then, uh, and then I introduced it to, because at that time I was tutoring, so oh. I had some kids that I poisoned. <laughs> So uh, I got some of them. Uh, one of them is still playing. Mm. Okay, uh, is Haoliang uh, HL. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. him. Uh, HL was my student. Uh, he's, <laughs> oh, still, yeah, he's, he's still one of the few that's playing. And then um, yes, and then uh, I got to know eventually that I got to know that there was a magic community in Jombaru itself. Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, like then, like from my point of view, mm. uh, yes, there is, but there's no place to buy yes. many of the packs like some of the players would play in Singapore or mm-hmm. buy stuff in Singapore mm-hmm. or KL or even Laka mm-hmm. no right uh, initially uh, with regards to the JB community there was a JB community there was a shop uh, but due to what most of our older players call the purge <laughs> okay um, magic sort of died in JB why what was the um, reason partly uh, this is from from what I've been gathering from the old players older players I was not part of that group mm-hmm. so this is based based on what they've been telling me 
uh, initially there was a shop over in uh, Holiday Plaza. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, and this shop uh, was the one that ran all the events. Oh really? Ah uh, yeah. And then they 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 themselves they they managed to 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 have the events. They have a tournament organizer. And they did run their events over in uh, McDonald's, a couple of places, Apandan, McDonald's here and there. And then uh, there was that one situation where they were playing over in Holiday Plaza, uh, McDonald's, and they were chased out of McDonald's. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, and also the fact that the the price of the packs went up at one time. How much was it back then? Uh, I can't remember. That was like yeah, back then. It's just, it's just them. So I, I, I have no idea. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it sort of died. Mm. Uh, some of the 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 older players who were kids back then, they they moved on. They went to uni, college, and they played where they were. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, sooner or later, by a couple of years, I managed to to meet up with. One, uh, I think a couple of the older players, and then I hooked up with um, the the tournament organizer from back then, mm-hmm. who's still with us. Miss um, uh, Fu uh, Fuai, mm-hmm. and uh, from there, one step, one step, and then we we decided to to just uh, you know uh, restart the whole thing. Uh, the 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 main the main the main job was done by me basically um, I I had to basically I was selling everything from the back of my cars uh, and uh, I'm not sure whether you were around during the time when we had uh, events over in Danga Bay uh, Danga, Danga City, City Mall uh, were you there? I wasn't really heavy so from my point of view when mm. I remember buying magic products mm. like I kind of gathered like okay what's magic gathering oh, it's a card game because mm. I was heavy into the Yu-Gi-Oh's back then mm-hmm then uh, I remember buying my first booster. No, not booster. My first uh, intro pack. Intro pack. Yeah. Like uh, back then they call it intro pack. Now they call Prince Walkers. Like, uh. mm-hmm. but yeah, I remember buying a 2012 Prince for No, um, intro deck at the bowling alley. <laughs> yes. Ah. Yeah, I, I remember buying that, and it was white green. Ah, okay. I, I really remember that one. Uh, during that time, the, we had some kind of uh, arrangement with the uh, with one of the stores. Mm-hmm. So we 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 had our stuff there, and people could buy stuff from Dangan City Mall, basically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'd have our events next to the paintball oh, arena, yeah, yeah. and we'd we'd be playing there. Okay, up to a point where um, I remember some of them. I think a, a number of the younger players, who are now older, they they and some of the older players, they they experienced the the splatter from the paintball <laughs> on the cards. You know? Oh no! I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, the they they had this netting, but somehow or other, they yeah, always get splattered. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, there's always splatter, and and during that time, I mean, it, it was important to ensure that your cards are protected. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, but uh, usually after every session, and then uh, at the end of after they 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 the people started shooting and whatnot, we we have we go back with spots <laughs> on my t-shirts or shirts whatever, and then yeah, I I that was what I was doing uh, every weekend. 
every weekend I pack my stuff into the car and then I bring it all the way to Danga City Mall and then I unpack it and then I do the event and then after that uh, after everything is settled and done then I packed up and I went back so uh, uh, at the time it was it was quite uh, there was a lot of work so um, I, technically I almost gave up a couple of times oh, yeah. so but uh, yeah everyone said that you know you should keep doing it because if no one is able to, if no one does it uh, magic is going to go down again in JB so um, I proceeded to continue and um, initially I didn't want to open up a store uh, up to a point where uh, suddenly not suddenly actually by discussion a couple of the players especially those that that are from elsewhere they have uh, that came visiting to the store eh, to, came visiting to our events and then asked me and whatever they gave me feedback and they told me that one way to ensure that Magic always has a home in JB and uh, the community is always there to grow is to actually have a brick and mortar. I never considered that for a long time. Uh, up until uh, 202013. Yeah. Mm, it's about that. 2013, what, what, um, uh, what actually persuaded me was the fact that I felt that maybe it was time and um, somehow or other someone helped me to find a spot mm-hmm. which is the current Alexandria and the well after I signed it I knew I couldn't get away from it <laughs> yeah yeah so that's it yeah so like uh, I'm glad because just a thing um, from my point of view mm. uh, being a up and coming magic player back then like mm. 2013 uh, there was the end of Ravnica entering Teros so back then I was like okay uh, I want to play this game again like uh, this game looks like fun and I remember buying my first uh, not really my first but my Terror's intro pack at a shop in uh, School Drive Parade which is no more mm. so I, I bought it there and then uh, I invited one of my friends to buy one too so we played a bit mm-hmm. then like okay we had fun we had fun but going there was a hassle like just going there paying for parking and so on it was kind of a hassle so uh, a mutual friend of ours he mm-hmm. introduced us uh, and told us hey there's a store here and then like uh, okay um, let's let's give it a shot let's give it a shot so we were looking around and found it mm-hmm. we went up and we saw the store and yeah, we kind of played here I mean that was the very beginning like Whatever you see here, back in the days, there was none of that. Like, this was a big empty space. Yeah. Uh, initially, there was nothing. Um, we, there was, I, I think, uh, I recall, I can still recall, no carpeting, uh, no proper lighting, uh, just a mini bar, mm-hmm. uh, one glass cabinet, one, one, one writing desk. And I think that's that's about it. I think we had some partitions and everything. So yeah, uh, and then um, people came in, and then slowly we added tables, 
then slowly we added carpeting slowly we added more cabinets uh, we added an AC and uh, well year by year by year somehow or other I managed to fill up the yeah. store with stuff <laughs> yeah so uh, talking about filling up the store so uh, I noticed there's a lot of books there's a lot of uh, Warhammer products at the back and mm-hmm. so on uh, behind the camera there's a lot of uh, Gundams so uh, how did you thought about expanding to the others like I mean the book was kind of a given because of the Alexander bookstore yes. okay so um, initially what I wanted initially what I wanted to do was it wasn't supposed to be a magic store mm-hmm. uh, I initially only wanted to just open up a bookstore however the economics weren't that uh, the economics didn't work out well so um, uh, I took the decision that okay maybe we can just add in more stuff like we started with magic so um, we added stuff from magic slowly and we built on whatever that we obtained uh, from from the contributions and from the events that we had and everything and then um, it all just started with magic and books and then eventually uh, I I added board games mm, yeah I remember that too mm. And uh, we added board games uh, because uh, we needed other things to, to have. We, we couldn't just depend on magic. And then uh, recently, until recently, I think it's about 2014 or 2016, I think. 2016, 15, 16, we added a, a games workshop. Oh, okay. Okay. And then... Uh, after about two more years, two, two, two more years, then we added uh, Gundam Model Kits. Wow. So, um, ideally, uh, what uh, what I'm seeing the store happening right now is that the store is evolving to something that is more akin to a proper hobby store. Yeah, that's what I noticed too because mm. uh, at first, when I came here, it was your local LGS. Yes. Right? So, uh, magic cards and magic accessories. Mm-hmm. And then, with the books, like, given the bookstore name, so, yeah. Mm. So, as time goes on, I see a lot of uh, Warhammer and then Gundam. So, like, hey, this store now is turning into more of a hobby store. So, which is kind of good because not many, quote-unquote, hobby stores survive or are around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have, uh, like, example, like, a game store they sell your video games like the PlayStation 4s and so on maybe Switch and then they also sell Gundams and also Dragon Ball figures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. so you do have those kind of things but how do, I, how do I put this like yeah I mean you go there you can buy those things but at the same time too you're kind of bombarded by sounds of okay people playing video games and so on like there's no place for people to build their model kits or paint their what you call this uh, figures and so mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. so um, uh, including including what we, we decided to, to I decided to add um, I I decided also to add on the 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 more homey uh, environment to the store mm. meaning that um, whenever people come into the store it feels very warming mm-hmm. okay and um, 
people will tend to want to stay longer yeah, in the store. That's true. Okay. Uh, good and bad. Uh, but uh, I look at it more as um, a place for the community to gather and for the community to socialize and mingle uh, with each other. Um, minus the fact that um, it is a, it is still a store. Store, yes. Yeah. And um, initially, it has it has been more of a place where they are supposed to gather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, right now, we are at the point where uh, we I'm trying to 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 have more communities within the store. Not just that, but uh, so that the communities can intermingle between each other because. Um, at the end of the day, uh, we are all hobbies. True. And uh, uh, although I may have my my own personal preference, okay, um, whatever that I have in the store and whatever that I provide, uh, everyone that comes in and and purchases or plays or spends time here is generally a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm. Uh, there are there are some things that I'm I'm I would I would I would enjoy seeing some things I just okay you know we just want to spend time here it's okay it's fine and then um, yeah we we uh, it becomes it becomes a place where people can connect with each other okay and then you bring friends you you can yeah and I'm also quite friendly so everyone can talk to me if they want to and other than that. That's about it. Most of the time, people feel, people the feedback that I get is that people tell me that the place is 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 very welcoming. Yeah. Uh, probably it's because of the carpet. <laughs> yes, uh, that probably. and also the environment. Like you, you have well, unfortunately, the camera can't pan there, but mm. um, on to the side there, there's a sofa couch where people can just sit and relax and uh, there's a TV for people to watch Netflix play games and so on mm-hmm. uh, granted if it's not if it's too loud I don't ask them to turn it down because still it is a store mm-hmm. uh, one thing I do one, sorry, one thing I forgot to mention that you also have a D&D session at the store too uh, yes uh, the D&D the, the D&D sessions are still somewhat uh, more experimental mm-hmm. Uh, there was a time that we had um, a regular group of uh, D&D players uh, but they finished their campaign mm-hmm. so they are no longer coming uh, um, they're, they're resting they're resting uh, because a campaign could last about yes, yes. few months correct so, correct yeah. uh, and then um, uh, I think uh, we have the materials mm-hmm. um, I believe we also have we also have the DMs ready to 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 run their, mm-hmm. their campaigns. The only thing is that we just need more players. players yeah. uh, um, unfortunately, I I don't I, I don't get to indulge in 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 DMing. Partly it's because I have to run the store. Oh, true, true. Uh, and uh, for D and D, there's a lot of preparation that is involved. So. Um, I, I usually just uh, have people come in and then they rent a space and then they they run their 
campaigns and events and everything um the space is the space the space is very modular uh uh, other than whatever that's in front that you can see behind it and whatever um all the tables can be moved around Uh, one of the one of the things i i made it a point is that if ever there need be for us to run big events or for us to 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 have something different in the store uh, or community events that we we have sometimes uh, the tables need to be able to be moved around uh, make it mobile make it more space uh, yes. for example if you have a what, warhammer session yes. with uh, multiple groups mm-hmm. so i'm just looking here like okay probably you could put two tables here yes. a table there mm-hmm. and not including the back room yes, and there's something else mm. yeah. so um to a point where we can actually feel quite quite a fair bit of people uh and i always try my best to ensure that there's uh, enough space for people to to so there's enough comfort for people so i don't like i don't like packing people up like sardines oh uh-huh, yeah uh, uh even though um it's better to pack as many people as possible for events especially mm-hmm. but i don't like it because it feels very stuffy yeah uh, uh, from my experience right like I remember going to Comic Fiesta a while back mm-hmm. and they did one of the silliest mistakes like I, I don't understand why but they put the center stage for League of Legends near the entrance mm-hmm. so you have this congestion where people are going in oh look there's a big screen I'm going to stand there and look mm. and people were back up because they couldn't move so that like it's, yeah, big space put everybody in sardines like not fun, not fun at all. Mm. So, I try my best to 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 move people around. Um, uh, whenever it's whenever it's possible, I, I I always ensure that people people have space to 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 sit down on the floor if they need to. Uh, they can stand around and talk to each other. We have enough chairs. Um, it's good enough that people are comfortable, and um, and if need be, sometimes I I, I adjust the schedules mm-hmm. so that uh, not not many people come in to sit. Uh, I think our biggest event was the Magic the Gathering pre-release event. That was one of our biggest. Recently, or uh, it's been a while. Time? It's I think it's oh. recently, but it's been a while. It's been a while. So um, I think we could we could easily fit in thirty two, uh-huh. uh, and still be comfortable. Oh, that, that's uh, impressive! So um, thirty two, there will be still people sitting around, and people can still mingle around. Um, and then that the, the 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 only thing is probably the the temperature in the store. Uh, I mean, uh, you do have air conditioners and also yeah, fans, so yeah. that can help. But if need be, you can always. Uh, ask for fans. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Mm. So, uh, looking through the store, looking at the store, you you do sell uh, Gundams. You do board games and books. Do you sell board games? Uh, we do, but we don't carry them. Uh, we don't carry as ready supply uh, that much. It's upon request. Uh, it's upon request. Also, partly because um, board games take a lot of space. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, we don't. Actually, we do have space. It's just that 
we need the space for the the gaming mm. uh, and I still do not want to have the space too congested. Uh. Okay. Um, probably there are certain things that I have to sacrifice if I <laughs> if I want to. It's either comfort space for for more stuff, for mm. more choices. Um, that's probably something I have to figure out later on if I want to go that go in that direction. Mm, alright. But right. for now, um, for now, most of the board games are install gaming or install gaming. Um, whatever that I feel that oh this is cool this is nice uh, easy to play uh, family friendly um, new pl- uh, new, then, yes, right? uh, new player flat friendly uh, so that they can just come in and play alright uh, so uh, getting back on magic mm-hmm. I see there's a lot of oh wait also you do Pokemon I do I, I forgot about that one and uh, Transformers wow you do a lot uh Pokemon and Transformers is 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 rather recent, uh, partly because um, uh, I felt that uh, I do not want to lean too much on one system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always good to to have uh, to have more systems. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but it's very challenging over in JB itself um, because uh, of. Generally, because of the card games that I decide to carry. Ah yes. Uh, um, uh, if 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 your viewers notice, I do not carry Japanese card games. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Personally, I do know the answer and whatnot. Mm. But uh, why don't you carry Japanese card games like Yu-Gi-Oh or Vanguard? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, I believe everyone has been asking me that. Uh, a lot of the other stockkeepers that I know have also been asking me that. It's just out of preference. I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. Understandable. Uh, it just doesn't appeal to me, and um, uh, some, uh, I'll, I'll just leave it as it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, it doesn't appeal to me, and uh, the fact that for me personally, I think, um the reason why I have magic is because magic is at the top of the game mm-hmm. it has always been uh, the reason why I, I I decided to 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 bring in Warhammer is because they are at the top of the game mm-hmm. uh, they are the best right now currently and of course with regards to model kits it's always model Bandai kits and, uh, people like play model uh, kits like yeah. yeah so there's only Bandai and whatever mm-hmm. and then um uh, initially it was just these three and then after that I felt that okay maybe I should have something Pokemon different. coming in yeah. then Transformers was forced on you by Hasbro? Uh, or? not really uh, Transformers was more of um, it was more like uh, uh, how should we say uh, to reminisce childhood uh, yeah, I have people my age we remember Transformers very well yeah, very yeah, funny okay so uh, seeing it in the form of a car game uh, it's quite interesting for me also the fact that um, it's uh, it falls under Wizards of the Coast uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, Wizards of the Coast uh, of course by by experience they they, own, they have magic okay and uh, whether or not I'm being very very optimistic mm-hmm. okay optimistic. not really biased it's more of op- optimistic or not it's just that I have always felt that um, the expertise that that they have with regards to doing magic 
will and should eventually be brought into the Transformers kind. Yes. Because um, it falls under the same umbrella. Uh, perhaps uh, the game itself for Transformers is still very young partly because um, it only appeals to a certain age group. It's not like Magic. Magic, right now everyone knows Magic. Whether or not the person is into Magic or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. With regards to Transformers, uh, Transformers, it's still very, very niche. Uh, a lot of the people who play Transformers, it's it's a lot of the the older generation people. Mm-hmm. The youngsters have not been properly introduced to Transformers other than whatever they see on TV. Yeah, right. uh, and um, for me, Transformers is just the 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 other thing that I have. Mm. Uh, it also includes Pokemon too. I I I felt that okay, I should. And in Pokemon because Pokemon is probably the other card game mm-hmm. that I I I would want to bring because it has history. Oh, true. Uh, mm. They were done by Watsy before, right? Uh, at one time, yes. Mm. Uh, uh, and uh, partly because um, okay, I mean, uh, I believe the Pokemon community is rather uh, mature in terms of player numbers and player size. And um, uh, but I noticed that players are very exclusive. Mm, uh, and um, unlike other storekeepers, um, I'm very uh, I I have this philosophy of you know if you like to play what you want to play, you just play what you want to play. Uh, yeah. uh, and I don't have to tell you oh you got to play this, you got to <laughs> play that, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, the experience is yours. You decide whether uh, your experience is going to be good or, or bad. My job is to facilitate. I facilitate the space. I facilitate the information, uh, which uh, nowadays people can easily find on the internet. Uh, but if anyone inquires or anything, then I'm always there. Um, and I I provide some form of uh, organized play, hmm. uh, uh, meaning that um, there's always uh, people who play at home kitchen table uh, but uh, whenever you come to the store whenever you want to have an event in the store I'm always ever ready to provide assistance yeah like for me today uh, later on I'll have my uh, commander Thursday night commander so I'm here and well if we have enough players we'll have an event right yes correct so um, just as how I, I, I run the magic events I try my best to to provide the same uh, amount of effort and support and organized play for all the others uh, uh, other game system I try my best to actually pick up all the games mm. I know how to play Magic uh, I know how to play Transformers uh, I I roughly know how to play Pokemon uh, I play the, uh, I play Warhammer and pretty much uh, <laughs> I think about 70% or 80% of the board games that I have I know how to play so basically, what you're trying to say is, whatever in the store, well, sorry, whatever are in the store, you know what you're doing. Yes, uh, and I I make it a point to get to know. Hmm. Um, uh, but perhaps because that, but then that makes me a jack of all trades. So, however, my expertise will still always be magic, and will still always be uh, my second one will be uh, Warhammer. Uh, because I, I have always liked 
OEM. I've never had the chance to in the past never had the chance to actually own one, but now that I have a store, <laughs> I get to actually you know own a few yeah, own a few and actually build an army and paint. So and, uh, the caveat is because you kind of need to because you have some players yes, coming correct coming and like uh, I don't know yes and correct. So, yeah. mm. And then um for me um uh, I deal with fun. Uh so basically generally anything that I have to do in store is for the benefit of the store. Mm-hmm. And um I I I I try my best to 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 ensure that everyone that comes in at least they are inf- well informed of what they want to do, what they want to buy, what they want to uh, spend on. Mm. Uh then the rest is all up to the players. The players. Uh So, uh, I mean, you you will not see me, you will not see me chiming in on 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 things that people should spend on. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not my style. In actual fact, uh, I leave that to to my general workers. <laughs> so mm. basically, uh, the players here, if they find something interesting that they want to buy, for example, one of the un what was the unset the recent one uh, unstable unstable yeah unstable. So if they want to buy it, uh, you you won't say, oh no, don't buy that. That's bad. Mm. Like you should get this. You just mm. say, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Usually it's uh it's more of, um, I believe that uh, uh only a small percentage of people that come in to buy stuff from us are people that have no idea what they're doing. Mm. So most of the people who come in, they have some form of idea of what they want to buy, what they want to get. So I just facilitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have no idea, then I will provide them with the necessary information, ah, okay. and then the rest is all up to them whether they want to decide whether they want to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like yes, as you say, somebody asks this, I don't say don't buy this, buy this. For me, it's like if you want this, you can you can get it. You want to buy something else, it's okay, you can get that one. What, what about sleeves? Like, do you do that for like? Oh, you should probably get this one instead of that. Okay, um, with regards to sleeves. Uh, I carry some. I carry Dragon Shield exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason is because uh, Dragon Shields as uh, one of the better quality ones. Uh, they last longer. Bang for the buck. Uh, yes, that's true. Uh, I noticed that usually when people buy Dragon Shields, they will be using them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, I always make sure that the accessories are of high quality. So they don't. Have, I mean, even though it's counterproductive, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that if people come, they want to get something of quality. They just get it, and that's it. If they want to get another one, they will choose because that's uh, they know the the quality mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so Adam, um, how about this? Like, uh, let's just say I, I, I go around. I, I, I feel like okay. Uh, Ultra Pro has been around for a while now mm. and they learned the mistakes from the previous endeavors. Mm. So I want to get something of theirs, like mm. say an Eclipse. Mm. Uh, if I ask from you, how is it? Okay. Um, there's always a possibility that I can bring in. Uh, it's just a matter of demand. Mm. Uh, the general community has experience with Dragon Shoes. Mm-hmm. So their preference has always been Dragon Shoes. Um uh, and I'm heavily uh, heavily invested in 
shoes. I believe in the quality mm-hmm. of running shoes. Part of the reason why I, I've, I've not brought in Ultra Pro that much is because uh, of past experience. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. definitely, you know, um, the quality sleeves isn't, isn't that good. But back in the days, back in the days. Uh, but now, I I believe, that's what some people are telling me, maybe some of the sleeves are of better quality. Yeah, I mm. have some of the Ultimate Guards uh, newest sleeves mm-hmm. and the shuffle feel, the quality, they're good. Mm. They're, they're, it's, it's something that it's nice and it feels good. Mm. But... I think I'm used to Dragon Shield nowadays mm. and there's not enough Ultra Pro Eclipse for me to play around with to mm. feel like, oh, uh, this, this is better, better or something. Yeah. Because like, I, I kind of need more. Uh, I think uh, also part of the reason is because supply and demand. Mm. Uh, whether or not... Um, I mean, uh, I can always inquire, but whether or not I can readily get it whenever I need it... Mm. It's a, it's a different story. So with Dragon Shield, if you want something tomorrow, you can order it today and they will ship it. In general, the, okay, in general, it, it, it always involves uh, a distributor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, if the, for me, as long as the distributor is able to fulfill my request, then I'm good. Mm. Uh, for the particular Dragon Shield uh, items that I have, uh, my distributor is 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 very uh, no. Uh, he, uh, how should we say? He's able to fulfill. On the ball. Yes. So basically, whatever you need, you can yes. get. Right? Uh, some people. Um, there are some distributors. Whenever I ask something, then I say, okay, I would like this, 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 this. Sometimes they just drop some of the items and then they give me a replacement without oh, telling me that. yeah you can and that's one of the main issues for me because uh, you know some uh, the, the choices and selections are not there mm. however Dragon Shield uh, fortunately for us and for most of the other shops the distributor is has been able to fulfill uh, I think about 90% of what I need and what I ask for so um, it's, it's uh, if let's say I want okay I want uh, sleeve color A I want one or two pieces he'll give me one or two pieces so I can pick and choose the question is then whether or not uh, do I still have a lot of dragon shield or whether I have a few uh, shield. so if I have a lot of dragon shield then the chances of me having I do yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's understandable mm-hmm. but in terms of LGS uh, sometimes uh, for example um, some of the what, uh, card kingdoms or society games they carry some on the side but mm-hmm. those are big big uh, box companies like they they are huge so mm. obviously they can store and one, one more thing is also that you don't have store space like like yeah. you're very limited in how many things you can keep correct um, a lot of the stuff that I have is generally magic stuff so mm. everything else is a, uh, space is a commodity in the store right now mm. so I try my best not to have too much obvious clutter yeah. Uh, because uh, it's very unsightly. Yeah, true. Um, I try my best. Uh, although sometimes um, uh, stuff tends to lay lying around. Okay, but I'll always uh, try my best to ensure that it doesn't look as cluttered as 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 most other places that I've been oh, to. Oh, I remember that one mm. store. We, we we shall not name that store. So anyhow, um. Uh, 
thank you for sharing your experience and the details about the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an eye opener, and you know, if people got no, if people want to play magic and well, others, where can they find you guys? Uh, we are over in uh, Nongshik Heights. It's actually fifteen. We're actually fifteen minutes from city center. Mm-hmm. Um, within the Johor Bahru city itself, we are right smack in the middle of town, uh, which is good mm. because what uh, Singaporeans who come here for events yes. have it easy, mm. and uh, most of the people who stay further a bit will have an easier time mm. because well, it's kind of in town. Mm. Um, it just so happens that we we are I mean we are right in the middle of everybody mm, it's just it, it just seems that way I mean um, we are in the centre uh, of course there are some that are closer to us and there are some that are a bit further but somehow or other uh, we are right in the middle of everybody or yeah everyone that, that comes to the store in general uh, right, right. I'll mm. put the address down in the link below mm-hmm. so We've been talking a lot of uh, the well, store in general, but okay, uh, this is a commander-centric show. So, do you play commander? I play commander sparingly. <laughs> All right. So, how many decks have you had uh, for well your lifetime? Okay. Um, in my lifetime, I've only got one. One. Yeah. You haven't changed. I've only ever played one deck, uh, which is going to be featured. Today mm-hmm. in this in this session, so um, it's it's basically the 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 precon heavenly inferno. I that bought it. It's the two thousand twelve commander. Uh, Eleven twelve, yeah, oh, it's about right. that. Yeah, um, I got it uh, during the first spring, mm-hmm. and the reason why I got it is because there was a lot of angels inside the deck, oh. not because of the commander it was good or whatever. No, but it was. Because oh, there's a lot of angels in the deck that I I I want to collect, mm. and um, yeah, and and I've kept the deck uh, initially, and then I've tweaked the deck, and then I've abandoned. But it's still intact in general, um, so it is basically the storekeepers. The storekeepers deck. Yeah. So who, deck. who is the commander, by the way? Then? Um. I I remember that that there's three commanders, uh, but the more famous one would be Kalia of the Vas. So um, yeah, Kalia of the Vas is 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 probably among the three is the most popular, popular and so, also the most dangerous. So let me just see. Uh, Kalia of the Vas is a one and white, black, red Mardu, a legendary creature, human cleric, has flying, and. Whenever Kalia of the Vast attacks an opponent, you may put an angel, demon, or dragon creature card from your hand into the battlefield, tap and attacking that opponent. And it's a 2 2. Yeah, that, that's very dangerous. Yes. Uh, it is. I don't know. When I when I wanted to buy it, I, I didn't actually look at her. For me, it's just. Okay, it's just another deck. So basically, so. you do have a collection of angels, right? Like you have. A folder of angels. Yeah, I, I try my best. I I've only started collecting like a couple of years back. That's all. Um, but yes, I do. I do have a collection of angels that I try my best to fill up. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
I have more. Uh, I have mostly the newer angels, mm. but the, the older angels are a bit hard to find. I, I did help you with mm. some of the older ones before. Yeah. Correct, correct. And mm. there's one angel that you kind of gave up on. Was it uh, a Traxa? Yeah, correct. Uh, I gave up on Traxa because uh, the price. The price is too. Not just that. Uh, Traxa was in foil. Uh, oh wait. That means then uh, in double masters mm. you do have a chance to get a Traxa. Ah. And then I will probably need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, with Kalia, uh, what, what's your base build? Like, what's the idea for this deck? Uh, initially, the precon was basically just Kalia, and then uh, she had some uh, angels, some demons, and some dragons, and then it was more of uh, um, aggro, semi-aggro, uh, beat down deck. Mm-hmm. So you drop your Kalia. Okay. Initially, is yeah, I, I think the 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 concept still stays the same you drop your Kalia and you swing and then you just drop your threats okay um, and then uh, but I but uh, across the years I've, I've sort of adjusted the philosophy of the deck so I'm still playing Kalia um, I still have uh, more angels than I should in the particular deck uh, but it has been a the the philosophy is more to a uh, stacks stacks yes right. so um, uh, somehow or other I've always been very, very fascinated with taxing and controlling players without blue without blue <laughs> yes um, I it's it's uh, it's one of the few colors that surprisingly uh, as I said before I I enjoy playing red and blue mm. yeah back in the days back in the days then I just drop blue I just didn't like blue at all I didn't like the way they play I didn't like the way blue players think <laughs> yeah. so uh, to me to me which is only a pre- uh, personal point of view um, blue players are very cunning <laughs> okay they are very untrustworthy <laughs> and uh, they they have this um, because blue is probably the only color in magic that can prevent you from doing stuff mm. And all what you're saying here is all in game, right? Yes, all in game. <laughs> okay, all in game. Uh, and uh, blue has that. In general, people playing blue have that uh, air to themselves where they say that and say, mm, "I can, I can do something to what you want to do. Oh, I can yeah. do something to what you want to oh, do." Like, yes, I allow you to yes, play that correct. card. Uh, they, they somehow or other they feel that they're better than the rest of us. So, yeah, I I feel mm. the same way. Like mm. I think you remember me because I bought your I bought the 2014 Commander deck mm-hmm. from you, and I bought blue. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I remember that mm. game? You mean? Yes. <laughs> and 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 I think uh, I think um, uh, yeah, my experience with blue has been even though I like playing blue, I just after that I just decided oh no, blue is not my color, yeah. uh, which is also something that is good. Uh, I mean, I noticed with a lot of new players. It seems that you may think you like one color, but after playing with many colors and then playing the different types of decks mm-hmm. and playing with different players, uh, eventually players will settle on a particular game style. They will settle on a particular color, mm-hmm. uh, particular colors, or for that matter. That, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I started out in blue, mm-hmm. and then went to the mirror. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was Sultai, then mm-hmm. the uh, Esper, then after that point I kind of didn't really like blue that much mm. it's not that I hate blue I, I kind of like blue but 
the idea of blue in commander is kind of mean like you you're just stalling like you, you don't let people do what they want and the, the poor guy just built the deck like let him play what he wants to play we're not playing CD here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you play CD you're doing something else mm-hmm. but so you're talking about stack so what's the component for the deck for stacking um, right now right now whatever that I have that I decided to add in uh, I have uh, this Eidolon of Retreat so Eidolon of Retreat is a 2 and white enchantment creature spirit and is a 1-4 uh, each player can cast more than one spell each turn so basically you do limit them on what they can do so blue players hate you then yes and I have this one which is the even mind sensor so even mind sensor is a 2 and 1 creature bird wizard has flash and flying is a 2-1 uh, it says if an opponent would search the library that player search the top 4 cards of that library instead ah, so basically you, yeah Basically, you don't let them do anything they want to do. And I have a Grand Abolisher. <laughs> so, Grand Abolisher is a two-white uh, creature, human cleric. During your opponent's... Sorry, during your turn, your opponents can cast spell or activate abilities or active artifacts, creatures, or... Wow! They, you just would not let them play. Yes. And I have more, which is uh, Limvala, uh, Keeper of Silence. Prevents uh, activated abilities, and then I have stranglehold, which uh, opponents cannot search libraries. So I pretty much try my best to to control, slow things down, um, slow enough that um, it allows me to 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 come up with Kalia, because Kalia allows uh, whenever if, if she's able to come up, then I have enough fuel, because. Um, Angels and dragons and demons, they have a very high casting cost. Mm-hmm. So with Kalia, uh, when I drop the Kalia, I can immediately swing. Yeah, uh, so the, the idea for the deck is also that you want to swing with Kalia and drop down your big dragons mm-hmm. or whatever. You just, mm-hmm. just say your big creatures. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can see why she will be the strat on the board that everybody would want to remove. Mm-hmm. So is there any way that you do to protect Kalia? Um, well, just uh, to protect Kalia, there's, I usually make sure that, okay, it's based mainly depends on how I play or what kind of game I play. If Let's say if I'm playing a one-on-one, uh, the deck functions better in a one-on-one setting. Mm-hmm. In a one-on-one setting, um, uh, this deck is able to, to, to control the board better. So um, it then it depends on how much fuel I have. If I can drop it quickly, I will drop it quickly, and then I will just swing. Um, and then uh, to protect her, I would just hopefully, hopefully I can get uh, uh, lightning greaves or or anything, any uh, artifact that can protect her. Mm. That's probably the the best that I can protect her with. If not, uh, because I have a mini vet inside. Ah. So the mimic vet can be used to to get to, her out yes, for cause, uh, and then like if you yes. don't really need her, you can just uh, mimic vet another creature. Yes, and... correct. Uh, but I have I have her. Why why would I want to? Oh, true. Yeah, do something else. So as long as I have her and I have the 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 fuel to drop every single time, then uh, yeah, the way I play the deck is very straightforward. I uh, there's no 
there's no funky stuff there's no um there's no one card to one card to one card to one card no i don't play that way so so you're not a combo player then? no i don't uh, i don't uh, uh, and and i i for me it's, it's very simple i have uh i go for the easiest method which is to me i just bash you with we mm-hmm. in face with, with all the the creatures and everything and if i have all the funky funky uh abilities and effects yeah sure why not just make it fun uh, so basically the way you built your deck was put every angels that you like and mm-hmm. dragons that you like that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. and uh, try to just win the game that way like just beat down yes like yes in general that's how it is mm-hmm. um in a multiplayer uh multiplayer environment the deck doesn't perform that well so uh usually how i would play it is um because in a multiplayer setup kalia would definitely be the first to die mm-hmm. uh my deck will probably be the first to oh, to, to be taken out because uh in a multiplayer setup uh there are, there are let's say there are four people three people will have answers for whatever that i can have so the only way for me to play is to just put her put her under the radar don't cast her out only cast her out when i can when i know i can protect her and also if you have a big vet so you can just yes, put correct. her correct yeah. uh, and and that's the only way for her to go under the radar mm. and when it comes to multiplayer games i uh, it, it's also the way i play uh I I I'm not I'm I'm I I don't have a, a particular selection of who I want to take down. No, for me, if let's say if I have a remover, I look at the board. Uh, if let's say, oh okay, are you a threat? All right, I'll deal with you. Are you a threat? I'll deal with you. So basically, you play it like how you would play your standard or modern game, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, I have I have quite a number of board wipes. So the board wipes are just there just to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Is that? So um I know with regards to multiplayer everyone likes the politicking. Yeah. Uh, I don't like politicking. Oh. So I just um part of the reason why I don't like politicking is because I'm very bad at politicking. <laughs> And uh I I I when it comes to to taking down uh, a player, I always try my best to take down the player with the highest life highest life yes uh the way i play which i think if someone else pilots the deck is slightly different but the way i play is that i ensure that everyone's life is within range of each other uh, yeah. so if someone dies it doesn't take that long for someone else to kill us so um that's how i generally run the deck hmm. uh, so it, it uh, that way I make sure that there is no runaway winner. Uh, so uh, in terms of life, okay. In terms of uh, other things, I do not know. Uh, but with with regards to 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 because commander sometimes uh, I I believe the 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 life is forty. Yeah, right? starting uh, life is forty. Forty. So to deal forty damage to three people is not easy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that I do agree mm. because I run a. Fire song and sun speaker deck, mm-hmm. and the idea for that deck is to burn people. Mm-hmm. It's not really focusing on battle; it's focusing on more burning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, burning three people is not easy. It's not easy, easy. Uh, and and uh, especially if 
if uh, everyone has answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's why I I usually avoid playing multiplayer games. Uh-huh. But even if I'm playing multiplayer games, I try my best to 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 level the play field as much as I can because I would know eventually I will probably be the first one to go. So, have you thought about maybe building another commander? Uh, no, I don't have the time. I don't have the... But I, I just like the way it goes. Because um, there is, for now, even based on my reading and whatnot, uh, there's not that many that can follow the, the stacks philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the stacks, colors, and then the way it hits. Color hits very hard. Yeah, like she is a two two, but if you have some dragons, yes, correct. Oh, I, I could just imagine a combo here. Mm. Maybe I'll just put it at the end. Mm. But if you have uh, Mikosilitis mm. on board, and you have what was the dragon again? Uh, Hellkite Tyrant. Yes, Hellkite okay, Tyrant. Yeah, mm. drop her down, uh, swing with Kalia. Drop the dragon down, swinging. Uh, do the damage. Grab everything. Correct. And then you have like uh, stuff that lets you hit twice. Aurelia War Leader so it's like she comes in small but she's got like two punches oh, so yeah. if you if you 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 definitely want to take out Kalia mm-hmm. the, the angels and dragons and demons themselves are only a threat if I can bring them down but they're slow mm, yeah. uh, if, if, if I manage to cast them hard cast then it's 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 already considered slow yeah but the idea is not to cast them like um, for yeah, example, that's why, yes. turn 5 or maybe turn 4 mm. if you're lucky enough turn 4 Get Kalia out, swing, then bring out your huge dragon. Now people will have to look at the dragon instead of Kalia. Yes, correct. Ah, that's smart. Uh, so and then um, if I have enough fuel and if she's well protected, I can pretty much finish the game in a couple of turns. Mm. Uh, so you, yeah, uh, you you kind of need to get some infinite manas for the deck because you could put in Hellkite Charger. That is a dragon. I believe I have Hellcat Charger. Where you can pay seven to get an extra battle, I think. Not sure. I have to double check. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just, fav- yeah. Just getting the extra mana, like how do you get infinite mana in Mardu? So that's the. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the main issue. But that's also the reason why I play the deck fast. If it's possible, I play it fast. Because I, I know if I, if I play it long, mm-hmm. the deck is not going to oh, last. Yeah. Uh, so whenever it is possible if I have enough components and uh, the, the, the pieces are there I will hit as fast and as hard as I can every turn so, up to the point where they decide okay you gotta go <laughs> and it's done so you play in Mardu so Mardu for me has always been this hard color to ramp out like it, it, it's not easy to get that mana out there like sometimes you if if you're lucky enough you get like that nice curve mm-hmm. but if you are screwed mm-hmm. you'll probably get what uh, flooded or mm. just drought so how do you manage your uh, manas okay uh, the, the 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 thing is uh, it's very dependent on color mm. and uh, that's why we also have tutors in black Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the tutoring suit for uh, white and black is decent it's good enough mm-hmm. uh, allows me to bring out stuff that I can quickly uh, either I can protect Kalea with 
or I drop to to mess people's games up. Um, the 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 key to 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 it has always been the the creatures itself, but to hard cast the creatures that's the hard part. Yeah, like uh, demons and angels, demons and dragons. They're usually about five, CMC fire, five, sorry, yeah. five and higher. Yes, correct. So just to hard cast them without double mana from green, correct, is going uh, to be very difficult. Very very difficult. Uh, yeah, but that's the color I chose. Uh, it's the precon that I have. Uh, I think um, I think there was another color. Yeah, there was another dragon, or I can't remember. I think it's Orthos. Uh, but I don't play Orthos. Mm-hmm. Orthos is not that good for me. I didn't. I didn't like it. So it doesn't. It doesn't finish the game as quickly as I wanted. Mm. Uh, so I I decided to stick to just Kalia itself. So, uh, like, uh, like I asked before about the mana. So, mm. what what do you put in your deck? Like uh, any mana rocks? Or uh, I just put the basic mana rocks because uh, it's still it's still a work in progress. It's still sort of semi budget. So mm. I put signets. I put the general stuff, soul ring, uh, ingot, and whatever. So um, it's just the just general stuff like that. Just enough. To bring out Kalia. Ah, oh, so uh, oh, so basically your game plan is just to bring out Kalia yes, and smash it with Kalia. Mm. And, oh, mm. so no wonder I couldn't really perform well with her. So you your linchpin is Kalia. Uh, so based on the threats on the board, you decide whether or not okay, I want to take out Kalia or not. Uh, that is a that is a matter of whether you can protect it or you want to gamble. You can gamble because sometimes some decks don't perform as fast as this deck. So as soon as you drop Kalia, some of the other decks are still trying to build a mana base. Because with regards to Commander, I believe uh, Commander is is a slightly slower game. Uh, so I think uh, with this, I can probably come up in about two turn. You know, turn three. Probably, if you're lucky enough and if your curve is nice. Yeah, uh, turn three and whatnot. Um, if, let's say, I don't get to come out of this, or, uh, I mean, Kalia has been removed many times, you can't do it. The other answer that I have is the, um, it's an amulet. Hmm. It's a 4 CMC amulet that uh, when you pay the, the mana and then you tap it, you can just drop a creature. Oh. Uh, I think it's, Okay, this, this is one of the key ones that I have. Let me try and find it. Uh, okay, wait. I think I know it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an artifact. Okay, wait. Uh, here we go. So here we go. Basically, uh, if Kalia is too high, so you just use the amulet to. Quicksilver amulet. Ah, okay. Ah, that's so the one. Quicksilver amulet is a four artifact. It has four tap. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Yep, that, that works well. That works really well. And a lot of the creatures that I have is enter the battlefield creatures. Ah. So, uh, anything as long as I can just put them onto the battlefield, even though uh, I can't actually swing straight away, uh, anything of the ETB, yeah, ETB effects. Um, if I want to have something that can haste, mm-hmm. I usually have the griefs. Yeah, uh, the, the, just the base boots then like uh, the boots uh, like greaves, greaves uh, uh, swift boots yeah I only put two of those uh, yeah. so and then um, I have anger yeah anger uh, I need so to how, how do you handle anger like for me I have a hard time with anger because it's too 
how do I put this? It's too situational. Hmm? Situational is it? It's not really like I want to dump anger out, mm. but sometimes I couldn't dump anger out. Oh, there's there there are many things. There they have uh like um okay wait there's this uh yeah uh, there's some demons that I have that forces you to start your cards. And then um, there's quite a fair bit of stuff. And then like uh, stuff that uh, yeah, message of uh, what uh, sometimes uh, if I don't have the reliquary tower, I can force cards uh. this card down. Uh, but the key card for having the 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 anger in the graveyard it will be the sire. So this is sire of insanity. It is a four and Rakdos, creature demon, 6-4. At the beginning of each end step, each player discards his of... Oh, wow. That is huge and very really risky. But uh, the deck functions also quite well taking stuff from the grave. Ah. Yeah, because I have uh, reanimate stuff and, and whatnot. It's quite a fair bit of stuff. It's just... Yeah. But it's all bits and pieces. Mm. Uh, and then the rest is just creatures. Drop, drop, drop. Swing, swing, swing. And uh, there's uh, stuff where you can sacrifice. If let's say that you end up casting a uh, an anger or something or something. So yeah. And then um, cut, draw, lose life and everything. Uh. Yeah. Um, the the deck because the the CMC of the creatures is 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 quite high. And then um, uh, requires fuel. So uh, I look to to cut draw from the black. So mm-hmm. the, some of the black demons, some of the black enchantments, force me allows me to draw cards. Draw cards and discard. Uh, draw cards so if let's say I, I I draw cards and then I have extra, I just dump. Uh, it. Uh, and then if I find something that I can reanimate, I just reanimate. Ah uh, yeah yeah, that's uh, mm. So yeah, that's how I generally play. But that one's a bit more complex. I prefer the the more straightforward smashing in the face. Smashing in the face. Yeah. But still, you need to have a plan B, and your plan B is sound. Mm. Uh, it, it looks okay. It's just a matter of just taking out certain pieces. Uh. Mm. Maybe that is good if, let's say, Kalia is out of the picture. Quicksilver Amulet, uh, yeah, maybe that is actually good. Quicksilver Amulet is, yeah. can be a It is a 3 cost artifact. Uh, it has imprint whenever a non token creature is put into a grave from the battlefield. You may exile that card. If you do, return each other card exile with Mimivet to its owner's grave. Pay 3, tap, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of the exile card. It gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. So basically, you exile Kalia with Mimivet, mm-hmm. you tap. Out swing, mm-hmm. and then once the drop is done, you just disappear. Yeah, or I can put it. Uh, I can have. Uh, I can have an angel or demon that has entered the battlefield effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can just drop it. Uh, it's good in blocking. It's good in attacking. So um, and it skips having to have Kalia itself yeah. just in case Kalia becomes too expensive to cast. Yeah, mm. and well, if you do already have one of your demons out, you could always just mimic that. Correct it out, and then, mm. like, and then, when needs to, because uh, the good thing about the demons and angels and the dragons is they have quite high CMC. Uh, no, I mean power defense, power defense, mm. uh, power toughness. So, yeah, 
they they quite good. And um, let's say uh, with all the extra abilities of the angels and demons and dragon, um, like yeah, like like you like the sire or like Aurelia or Rhea, even Lifelink doesn't matter. It's, it's just almost game. So yeah, no, I don't have anything special about the deck. It's not something extraordinary. It's just I play the game, and then um, if there's just far too many creatures, if I can deal with it, I'll just board wipe it, and let's start all over again. <laughs> uh, that's it. You know, honestly, uh, looking at your deck and just hearing how you play, I have a few ideas for. Okay, I could put this uh, enchantment in. I could put this in. Mm-hmm. I mean, the deck is versatile enough that you can make changes on the fly like mm. certain cards like uh, uh, what was the black card uh, three in enchantment three cost that whenever an opponent draws a card uh, I think it's Unwell uh, Dream Unwell Dream yes Unwell Dream so <laughs> like if you were me I would pull that one out to put something in mm. I mean there's a lot of wiggle room to yeah yeah there is there is uh, uh, again it's 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 not Ideal because uh, if given the the proper treatment, uh, I can definitely build a better deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I also do not want to build a deck that is uh, that 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 becomes uh, how should we say that is too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, the deck is the deck still belongs to the shopkeeper. Yes, yeah, so and the shopkeeper is. Uh, generally, the person that has to play with new people and and everything, so I do not want the deck to to be too overpowering. So, mm. if you were to put a level on your deck, mm. uh, one being uh, random card I pick from the junk pile mm. and make a deck, mm. and ten being I win on turn one. Mm. So, where do you put this deck? Ah, the deck goes into, I think the deck goes into seven. Seven. Ah, uh, because um. It's not that I mean, okay. Uh, uh, if if you have enough answers, you can deal with the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also depends on how I play it. Uh, sometimes I I don't go for the kill straight away. So if I don't go for the kill, that means you have a chance to to play. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but if you do not have an answer for the Kalia itself, then it won't be long. Mm. It'll be very fast. Uh, I see. Okay. Mm. So, do you have any pet cards inside the deck? Or like cards that are your favorite that doesn't really make sense to have it in the deck? Or no. maybe it does? Uh, doesn't... Okay. Um, in actual fact, my favorite card is not here. <laughs> okay. My favorite card has been banned in oh. EH. Uh, it's actually Iona. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, I don't actually have a favorite, and I don't actually build the deck with weird, funky stuff just to put inside. Mm. I try my best to to have it run the way it's supposed to run. Uh, I don't like my deck to be cute. Mm. Okay, um, in, to me, the deck is cute if. You are trying to make deck do do so many things. Uh, okay, so uh, I don't like it being cute. So I, I just I I I have a, a specific way of running it. So um, I will try my best to include the stuff related to it, lah. Uh, so uh, basically, you 
everything in your deck synergizes. Sort of, sort of synergizes. I try my best to, to ensure that. Um, if, let's say, if, again, if you were to ask me, okay, what's, what's your kind of favorite card that you would like to have, eh, that you have, second best? Probably Everseen. Uh, probably Aurelia. So, Everseen is Everseen Angel of Hope. 5 and 3 white, legendary creature angel, 8 8. Flying Vigilance. Ever see Angel of Hope and other permanents you control have indestructible. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> and the other one is Aurelia because, yeah. Yeah, Aurelia, the war leader, uh, is a 2 and 2 red and 2 white legendary creature angel with 3 and 4. Flying Vigilance haste whenever Aurelia, the war leader, attacks for the first time each turn, untap. All creatures you control after this phase, there is an additional combat phase. Yes. So, uh, with this, I get to attack with Kalia twice, and I can drop another creature. Does this work with uh, Psionic Resonator? Uh, sorry, what does it do? Uh, it is an artifact for two. Mm -hmm. uh, pay two, tap it, mm -hmm. copy the activated trigger of a creature or artifact. Is it an activated? Uh, no, this mm -hmm. is a triggered. Ah, all right. mm, this is a trigger ability. It's not an trigger, I forgot. But still, if you could copy the ability, right? Uh, yeah, he could. He could. Yes, correct. That would be. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I'm not playing Psionic. <laughs> because uh, um, a lot of my stuff are not activated. Uh, a lot of my stuff is triggered. Uh, so, um, like, I just whenever, whenever. So, uh, the creatures that have mostly. Uh, yeah, uh, enter the battlefield effects and uh, trigger effects. Huh? Mm -hmm. um, minus the couple of dragons. Only dragons have the ability to, to activate stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Yeah, and well, your, your deck is one of those decks that are really, really fun to look at because it covers the gamut of, well, Western ideology, which is uh, angels, demons, and dragons. Mm. Uh, usually when you think about D&D, you think about Tolkien, it's always going to be uh, uh, dragons, D&Ds um, and all that stuff will be uh, angels and demons. So those are really cool concepts. And we don't see those kind of cards that much these days. I think we kind of see them now in Core 21, but like it's been a while. Uh, I think uh, it has something to do with the fantasy element. Uh, so uh, magic has always been... Uh, uh, into the fantasy element uh, in, of course D&D is under wizards too mm -hmm. so they uh, it all um, gels together with, with, with magic um, but the good thing about magic I've seen so far is that they are they are, they are making changes in because the concept for magic is uh, with regards to magic is they can travel to different planes ah, yes, yes. so different planes allows uh, many many possibilities like, uh, for example, they went to Kaladesh, which is a steampunkish, steampunk-ish uh, uh, plane. What was it again? Is steampunk slash uh, Arabic? Uh, more, more in East, Eastern, East, uh, East Asian, yeah, East Asian. Uh, South, South Asian, East, South South Asian, Asian. Uh, something like that. South, South Asian. Uh, but um, yeah, steampunkish, and then. Uh, they went to uh, what is it? Islam. Islam. Uh, Islam was the first time we saw dinosaurs. Oh yeah. Yeah, we never saw dinosaurs before. And pirates. No? pirates. Yes, and pirates too. 
uh, with Kaladesh, it was the first time we saw vehicles. Oh, yeah. Mm. Who would have thought? I mean, magic to have vehicles. Uh, but they turned it, yeah. And mm. if I'm not mistaken, uh, in what? Uh, in a strut, we went and see vampires and yes, werewolves. Correct. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, the magic idea is very fun. Like, yeah, there, there, there's there like, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Innistrad also had angels and demons. Yes, uh, because uh, I think uh, Innistrad, Innistrad had it is the typical English uh, setting. Uh, uh, you have your church, Eastern Eastern Europe, if I remember. Ah, uh, right. yes, but yeah. yeah, correct. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean magic. Who, who, yeah, people who play magic does like the lore and whatnot. Mm. So that's cool. Mm. So anyway, um, yeah, my last question for you is mm. with all the commanders and all the cards that came out, commander precons and all the singles that mm-hmm. came out, nothing tickles your fancy. Oh. Let's gosh. just say in a fantasy world where you have enough time, have unlimited resources to build a commander deck. Wow. If, if if given a choice, I would definitely want to make my deck a competitive EDH deck. <laughs> That's so it. I, I, it's still Kalia uh-huh. because um, it, it, it's just the way I I uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it's it's the way I play my my decks. It's I my my soul is within the deck in the sense that um, I do not just play stacks. The philosophy of stacks in the commander game itself. Mm-hmm. I play, I play death and taxes in modern. Mm-hmm. It's the same in general. It's the same philosophy. Uh, too bad I cannot have it in standard because if I were, I would love to play that too. Even though I won't, I won't really win. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I, I love the tax element. I love the 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 control element, but because I I only I okay I. I'm only exclusive to white uh-huh. uh, with the addition of red or green and once in a while I'll add black to the color in but, modern or in general yeah, in, uh, modern. in modern in general lah. Um, but I usually uh, initially I, I, I also avoid black uh, but uh, nowadays I need to add black because it seems that black uh, there's a lot of stuff in black that allows me to be more ambitious. Uh, it follows the philosophy of black itself. And then, um, but I will never touch blue. I will never, ever, ever, ever touch. Never again. No, never. Somehow, I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. And uh, um, uh, of course, I, I never like people countering my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But I don't mind. You kill my creatures. You bought my own creatures. I don't mind. Okay, I, I'm okay with that, yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't like. I don't like people messing around with their libraries. <laughs> I don't like people messing around with my libraries. Oh, wow, uh, yeah. I don't like people stopping me from doing stuff. Oh yeah, uh, counter yeah. spells or return. Uh, I, I especially because uh, with regards to to blue, my my assumption is blue always waits until the final moment to yeah, to yeah. mess <laughs> to mess up with your plans. I don't like it. Uh, I mean, like, you want to attack and you say, "Oh, I bounce it into your hand." I don't mind you want to kill it. Um, uh, you want to exile it. It's okay. It's fine. To me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see a scenario where, okay, um, you, you have your demon out that can tutor, mm. but you don't have a way to, well, bounce it. Mm. So in a situation where if there's a political game going on, mm. like, oh, why don't you uh, 
uh, okay, I help you by bouncing your demon mm. out, mm. then you cast it to tutor for your answer. Mm. I mean, there's always possibilities like that, but I don't understand. Like, mm. it's not fun getting your things mm. countered or disturbed. Like, yeah, it's not fun. Mm. And even if, if let's say, it, that scenario does require mm. my attention, I still wouldn't care. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, I'll do what I want to do. And then say, okay, you, you want to bounce? And say, okay. And then, probably someone will, will offer me something, a solution to my problem. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, yeah, I, I'll bounce your stuff and you can do stuff. And say, okay, sure, if you want to do that, sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. So, uh, I just run my deck. And then, if you feel that uh, you can aid me in that sense, then do and I'll do whatever I can. If if you aid me and you're still a threat, I'll still definitely uh, take you down. So, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as long as for me, as long as you're not a threat to me, that is where I will keep helping you. Mm. Uh, but if you're a threat, then I don't mind uh, doing something about it. That's it. That, that uh, will be interesting to play with you then because the, 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 the board state, the, the scenario, everything is going to really based upon, okay, how can I help you out till the very last moment? Ah, uh, yeah, usually that's the case. But normally, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen that way because... Um, there's always someone within the group or if it's a multiplayer game that is wise enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, within within uh, within a multiplayer setup, um, yeah, I my deck would probably be the first to go. Mm. Uh, and I don't mind because uh, I don't like playing politics. <laughs> so, if you want to, to, to take me out of the game early, I can and I don't mind and, and it's no video. Uh, I'll try my best to bring your life down as much as I can. Essentially, you're technically the stock. No, no, you're, you're the storekeeper. It's not technical mm. to him. Right? Like you're the storekeeper. So if you don't have, well, if you can't spend much time playing with us, you do have to take care of the store. So yeah, basically, true. if you get killed first, maybe? yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I, I, I have. I would have time to 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 do stuff with the store yeah. <laughs> and the store, but. Uh, don't get me don't get me wrong. I do I, I don't mind uh, people using my deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not an issue. Uh, perhaps sometimes the deck even performs better with a different pilot. Mm, true. Uh, so um, I I've seen my deck performing much better with different pilots. Uh, maybe because it does not want to let me perform because I I don't really play with it. Or it could be it's just that. Um the cards didn't came out at the right time. Uh, so. It's just the deck telling me that I should play with it more often. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yes. It, it happens It happens quite often. Uh, so, it, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's no, no big deal. Uh, it's just that, um, yeah. I mean, some people may not be used to playing the, the kind of gameplay that I play. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting thing. Uh, sorry, it's interesting to know that uh, the play style for this deck is rather simple. Mm. Yet, when I piloted it, I couldn't, like, I just couldn't. I got no idea. Probably because, yeah, I didn't know how I <laughs> I, I built the deck. But it's actually very simple. It's actually very simple. Very simple. All right. Maybe yeah. I'll try it, give it a shot another day because I kind of like the idea. Mm. Oh, talking about Kalia, mm. another version, sorry, the same version of the card with Alter Art coming out soon in Double Masters, I think? Or is it? Is it? Yeah, Double Masters. Mm. Interesting, getting? Uh, As long as it, okay. Um, with regards to collecting cards, mm-hmm. I don't want foils. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, if it's not a foil, and I happen to have it, yeah, I'll have it. But I, 
uh, I'm not going to go chase after multiple alternate arts out of it. Uh, if it's the same ability, uh, why should I get it? I mean, I have the original one. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's no need for me to get another one. But uh, I remember there's another Kalia. Mm-hmm. There, there's oh. a second one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't able to get that because um, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't get the chance to get it. That one was by a box, right? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll mm. take a look. See. Mm. So, anyway, thank you, Adam, for mm. sharing your deck with us. Okay, thank you um, very much for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the Alexandria player base now knows how your deck works. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows my secrets. Yeah, well, mm. they do know the secrets, but they, if you don't draw the cards, you don't draw the cards. Of course, yes. Um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone that comes in, um, granted, I have the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind playing. Uh, but uh, if many of you or the players know, it's not easy for me to 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 do double jobs. Uh, partly because I don't function that well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I try my best to just do one thing at a time. If I'm playing, I'm playing. If I'm working, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it may seem like I'm not doing anything, but actually that's the only thing that I can do at that time. So um, yeah. Uh, Um, anyone who wants to try out can play if I have the time uh, and I, there's nothing going on well, why not I can play with you no yeah. issue yeah. it will be mm. nice to have you on board with the game and let, let's see how you play in a multiplayer environment and see how you trash us I, I don't play well so yeah uh, anyway um, if you guys would like to well we have an email now so you can email us at thegatewatchcast at gmail.com Uh, you can leave uh, suggestions, questions, or comments, or whatever it is. And uh, what else do we have? Yeah, YouTube, we have... Well, this is on the YouTube, because you're watching this now. Yeah, uh, do comment below about anything, uh, everything. And, well, I think that's about it. If I'm forgetting, I'm sorry. But, you know, um, uh, I have been Norman Sanzo, and my guest is Adam. And we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the Gate Watchcast. See ya.